I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Do I normally wear these? I can't remember. Not always. Well, I'm wearing them today. <laughs> In case you've just come in on that conversation, I was I was talking about my head. Not your phones. underpants, like <laughs> Calvin Classics. Yeah, not a pair of satin pantaloons <laughs> that I always bring into Absolute with me. This is Frank Skinner on the uh, Absolute Radio. Happy New Year Happy podcast. Happy New Year. And uh, we, we're going to try something a little unique this morning. I'm with Emily and Gareth, as always. Hello. Always Hello. on the radio. I mean, I'm not... I'm not with them always. Don't always, no. Yeah. We're not some sort of terrible chain gang. <laughs> um, yeah, what we're going to do is that, is that um, our regular listeners will know that Gareth began a story, a sort of family story, uh, last year, the last show of last year on Boxing Day. Mm. There's a second instalment within today's podcast, oh. but at the end of the podcast, and this is just, this will just be on the podcast, not on Absolute Radio, um, Gareth is going to complete that fabulous epic. I mean, it, it really is. It's like Lonesome Dove. Um, so I'm very excited because we've never really done anything like that before. No, it's brand new, a bonus thing. Yeah, it's a bonus thing, exactly. Uh, the show, I, I thought I felt odd today. I'll be honest with you. I've got something. I don't know what it is, hmm. but I think it might be a, a verruse. Started, it started very good, but a vagueness came over you at points. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but I have. I've got... Um, don't I've be got... so honest, you two. I'm sick okay. of it. We oh, want people to listen to this. Oh, no, no, I, I, don't, I don't... Okay, hype it up a little bit. Then, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I've got... Um, I've got a sort of a, a, a virus. It's a great show. We had Tim Key. Tim Key Another awkward on. combative interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was, he was very funny. I, Tim he Key was good. He grew on me. Did he? Mm. Oh, like a canker. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, there was some brilliant music, which you won't be hearing on this. But uh, no, I'm, I'm going to listen to this show because I, I feel so like I'm in a weird dream world in my head. That um, I don't know what's happening. Mm. What about that? Absolute Radio. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> yeah, happy New Year. Nice. So um, yeah, we're back, and uh, I now I want to start off with a moral dilemma. Go on. There's a picture in all the tabloids today of uh, a woman, a drunken reveller in Newcastle. Right, I, I have it in my, in my hand here. And um, hear that? That's the newspaper. <laughs> See, authenticity. <laughs> that. By the way, we, can I say that we are we are live? Because the last show we pre-recorded, yeah, and uh, we'd never done that before. Because I, 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 I sort of disapprove really of pre-recording. I know. Yeah, You're very strict about these things. Well, which you is know, very irritating. I think I think you, then if we were pre-recording this, I wouldn't be able to talk about this woman into this morning's paper, and that's something I'm not prepared to give up. Anyway, we are live today. I listened to the show actually, which I've never oh, done you? before, which mm. was weird. My girlfriend said, come on, get up, the, the, the radio show's on. I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, no, so I've done it. <laughs> and, um, and I listened to it, and God, did I laugh? Did you? I laughed like a, I laughed maybe a little too much for oh. being cockney. I, I, you know, some of it was at you two. Mm. Mainly it was at me. <laughs> but, but I really probably... Tell us something we don't it's, know. It's, it's a brilliant show. I'm starting to think I'm missing out being in it. 
I'd rather be sitting at home listening. It's great. You, you guys must be having the best time ever. <laughs> so what gem have you come across in the papers? Well, there's a woman um, lying in the snow in... Um, oh, I told them not to publish those pictures. <laughs> and she's... Uh, it's a strange picture. She's got like a sort of... Um, sort of salmon pink skirt on with a little belt and she's lying completely drunk and semi-conscious with a, a, a leg there's no you're not seeing any underwear or anything i'm not i'm not um, i'm not digging into the into the gutter for this well she's not far from the gutter <laughs> and she seems to have written something in the snow a bit um da vinci code <laughs> just before she blacked out um, but she's wearing what i don't get is a sort of jackie onassis black veil <laughs> like what she wore at jfk's funeral i mean it's a strange mix of class. oh i've seen that picture no her hair's fallen out. Her, her straightened hair has fallen over her face i think so that's not a veil i I don't know. But no. she is quite well styled, that woman. I know exactly the woman you're referring to. Oh, yeah. Well, what I'm asking is, is it okay to think, ooh, that's a sexy picture? The fact that it's a woman who's drunk herself into unconsciousness and fallen into a snow-covered Newcastle street. Is that morally acceptable? It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's, it's a bit borderline. But she is, it is in all the papers... And there are quite a lot of legs. Yeah, but there's a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> there are a lot of legs. There's a lot of legs in the picture. I've only found the two so far. <laughs> it's a bit like one of those spot the difference things when you have to really really explore it. There's got three or four legs in there if you get close enough. But, and they're kind of at a disturbing, unusual angle. I think yeah, that's what I think it's the legs at a new angle that you're finding. Yeah, erotic. but you know, I think um, I'm not saying it is right. I'm just occasionally you see something and you think, oh, I I, I feel a stirring. Here. Should I? And I think it's good to, to ask people if that's all right. A one that really worried me, and I felt I really felt quite ashamed mm. of myself. I'm really that. bracing myself. Oh, oh do you think I should leave? It might be a bit early in the year. It's no, I, but I dread to think. I, no, I'm, no, I'm, yeah, you frightened so, me. It's someone recently involved in a prison riot of some no, sort. Yeah. No, no, it was a severed head on a stick. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it was. Do you remember? Um, oh no, I, I don't think I should say. It, well, should we discuss what? it you, when the next song yeah, comes I've, on, and I, we'll tell you? No, but I remember feeling bad when I felt really? it. Really bad when I felt it. Even I've disapproved. Well, your I girlfriend don't have had to a go at me into my own show and complain. Your girlfriend had a go at me because I fancy Roberto Mancini. Yes, well, I think that's fair enough. Really? I think he's... I just love him. He can't even tie a football scarf, <laughs> Roberto Mancini. You don't put seven knots in a... In a he, he wears it so he can hardly see over it. It's that's called style. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Anyway, um, this week's phone-in, is it OK to find the... No, it's not really this week's <laughs> phone-in. I would like to know, if anyone's got their hands on a tabloid, Mm. Have a look at this woman. She's lying with her legs sort of very, sort of very neatly crossed, like she might be sitting <laughs> reading a magazine in a in a. Is in a the binge, this week's one? Is the binge drinking woman hot? Well, she not, not is she hot? Because I don't want I don't want to question her human essence. What I'm just <laughs> saying is, is it all right to think, ooh, sexy? Absolute radio. During that, we had a discussion about whether I should mention the other thing that I thought was sexy, and um, apparently I shouldn't, so I won't. And also... So the good news is we're still on air. Yeah, um, we are. Otherwise, we <laughs> yeah. might not have been. Yes. And, um, and people will be intrigued, but honestly, just let it go. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, don't yeah. worry okay, about okay, it. OK, don't... Let's let it go. Now, <laughs> okay. you know, you're making it more and more of a thing. <laughs> and also, our, our producer, Emma, has put the blinds down during that. <laughs> Why did she do that? I don't like it. I don't. I, I feel she's like I'm. And she's holding in the... a she's holding a gun to Frank's head as well. <laughs> and like she's really gone. No, she a bit. does that most weeks. <laughs> she yeah. said it in a slightly sleazy, wise swapping way. She <laughs> slept with the blinds down. Yes, I thought that. Yes, I could imagine a line on a snow-covered street in Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wouldn't be the first I'm time. I'm going to go as that woman to a fancy dress party. Do you think that would be a brilliant costume? Well, you'll you have to take a sort of a snow <laughs> carpet that you rolled up under your arm that you then lay out. And I could be the guy in the pink t-shirt who's running towards her looking worried. For those of you who haven't seen this picture, I can only apologise. I feel we've painted it for you in many ways. So that, she, that's on New Year's Eve she's got herself into that stuff. I hope she's all right. I'd love to think that she's listening. No. Oh, I'd love that. That'd be smashing. I might befriend her. You can or, hear it through Or at least conscious at this point. That'd yeah. Be nice. <laughs> yeah. She'll be saying, well, let have a go at my picture in paper. I can't <laughs> believe it, but... I didn't know what they're talking about. Now, people now who have just Wait, tuned sorry, in will think, oh, they've, they've got Joe McKeldry on as the guest. That's, that's exciting. Um, by the way, we've got Tim Key as our guest today. Oh, yeah. So, oh, I saw him in Edinburgh. I was, I was yeah. in Edinburgh this well, year. Well, he won the big one. Oh, yeah. He what? won what's now called the Eddie, I oh, think, is it? this year, which, which oh, was no. the Edinburgh... We called it the, the Perrier the back in the 80s. Edinburgh Comedy Award it was this year. Yeah, I think they shortened it to the Eddie. Do you see? Do you see, what, do you see how they did that? <laughs> Edinburgh. No, it, it was the Eddies before, but they changed it. This isn't interesting. I don't think it was. I think it was the, the spot dot Oh, this com. is fascinating. <laughs> anyway. This is you two arguing about what it's called. Well, we can ask him. He won it. He'll know what it's called, for goodness sake. I'm on Google as we speak. <laughs> what did you say? I said I'm He's... on Google as oh, we I speak. Oh, I you called me a mongoose. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I don't mind a bit of friendly leg pulling amongst work colleagues, but, uh, you know... Don't take it personal. You have to retain a certain amount of dignity. I would never call you a mongoose, Frank. That would be out of order. <laughs> OK, well, thanks for that. I feel we've, we've healed. <laughs> uh, my new... I, t- I have a... I have a... This new year... Mm. Do you remember when I said on, um, on Bonfire Night, I went round David Baddiel's house, and we all stood at the, w- the window, looking through the window at other people's fireworks? <laughs> yes, remember I remember that. that. It, it, well, blow me if I didn't do exactly the same thing this year. <laughs> we, we stayed in. I wanted to go out on New Year's. And I said, let's go. I said, let's go onto a tall hill. There was me. Can we just establish you were at mother-in-law's? I was at my, I was at my, my girlfriend's mum. So there's me and my girlfriend yeah. and her sister and her boyfriend. So there's five of us, mm. right? And I wanted to go out into the moon. Because I don't, I don't drink. Right? I wanted to go out into a nearby hill. Because it's sort of in the countryside. Oh, yeah. And, and mm. see uh, the New Year in, in the moonlight. You know, in a slightly pagan why? Oh. I thought maybe naked and covered in body paint, but not necessarily. <laughs> anyway. Also, at this point, you will have been desperate to get out of the house, I imagine. Well, yeah, though it was very cold. Anyway, we ended up standing at, uh, at the bedroom window, mm-hmm. looking out at other people's fireworks. Again, I've become a person who sits <laughs> in a window. Look, you know those old age pensioners, you see, who just look at people walking by? That's who I am. And I'll tell you what I saw loads of. Do you know what a sky lantern is? No. Let me tell you! <laughs> um, a sky lantern is a sort of paper lantern thing with a candle in it, right? Mm. And it, it actually floats in the sky, a light. And it mm. was full of them. It was either full of them Are or it was a Are you sure you didn't have a, a bit of dementia invasion. kicking in? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I've, I've never even seen when it. When you said, do you know what a sky lantern is? <laughs> I thought it was just going to be like a head, uh, a street lamp. A head? <laughs> do you mean a head? <laughs> yeah, we hollowed out it some of the locals' the heads. <laughs> That's the nice thing in the country. You can you can get people's heads, hollow them out, and put candles in, and most people are fine with it. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of them just live in trees and stuff in the countryside. They don't know. No one knows they're there. Um, yes. Yeah, so th- uh, th- well, you say that. I reckon now, beginning of a decade, end of this decade, they'll call the tens. They be called the tens. They'll call the tens the probably the sky lantern decade. Oh. I think the sky lantern is going to absolutely take over and go. 
Crazy. They'll be called like the teens, won't they? They'll be called. Will they be called the teens or will they be called the tens? Well, let's let's not discuss this on air. <laughs> yeah, but we have to wait ten years basically to find out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I have. I think our listeners have got quite a lot of spare time, but not that <laughs> not that much. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, you know you fancied that drunk woman. I didn't say that. Okay. I said I found the picture strangely evocative. Alluring. Yeah, alluring. Um, well, someone's just texted in and quite wisely has remained anonymous okay. and said, just seen the drunken picture, you have serious issues and are in desperate need of help. That's a bit over the top, isn't it? <laughs> in case you don't know, there's a picture in all the tabloids today of a, of a woman um, lying, drunken woman. Well, I'm saying drunken, allegedly. Um, she could be dead. Uh, lying, in the, lying in the snow in Newcastle. If she's dead, I'll feel terrible about finding it an alluring picture, obviously. But uh, I'm wondering if this woman is looking at herself in all the tabloids today and thinking, brilliant, this is suitable for framing. Yeah. Because she's, you know, I mean, that's really great coverage she's got, even though her face is covered by... People have got their own TV shows on the strength of less, I let's think, face it. I think she could. It would be a great thing to have, you know, to have framed at home. <laughs> I... I, my sister, God bless her, our Nora, she used to, uh, she kept a big scrapbook. She may still keep it, because mm. I don't keep any of my sort of cottons or anything. But she kept a big scrapbook of whatever I was in the paper or magazine or stuff. And um, neighbours used to put um, put it through, if there was anything in the paper, they'd put it through the letterbox so mm. she could add it to the, to the uh, scrapbook. And then... Um, one, uh, this has been a while back, and uh, I, I don't used to think that it, it's, a, it's a, a regular thing, but my, basically, anyway, my boyfriend, uh, my number boyfriend, <laughs> I... Uh, well, you said oh, it was a while back, if anyone, it's not a regular thing. If anyone's thing. just tuned in now so... and twisted off immediately, that's... No, that, but, it was uh, what, a while back. Now, my brother, I was going to okay. say, yeah, that's a terrible Friday sleep. What, my boyfriend's my brother. <laughs> um, yeah, my brother... Um, well, anyway, he had butted his common-law wife and she had to have 18 stitches in her head and it was in the sun. Uh, you know, Frank Skinner's um, oh. brother um, headbutts, common-law wife, was mm-hmm. the headline. And uh, the neighbours, two or three neighbours, <laughs> put it through... Oh, that was thoughtful. letterbox for the scrapbook. That's always lovely. That's a nice I thought. mean, I don't know if she had, a, like, an appendix in the scrapbook for, like, you know, family uh, <laughs> dirty washing. But anyway, I wasn't, wasn't sure about that. Um, have we had any texts yet? Yeah. On 8, 12, 15... Well, we've had one from a, a man. The norm, the normal You'll have to kind be more of precise. Than that. <laughs> What's his name? Um, his his name's oh, it's Graham Findlay. Findlay. Okay. okay. And um, he's the normal. Um, but it's another man besotted with Emily, basically. Okay. Oh. Oh, he says, yes. "I've been listening to the podcast first time live." Um, I think Emily. I've fallen in love with Emily. Her oh. voice is wonderful, like sweet honey. <laughs> She's so like sweet honey, well, as opposed to that savoury honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, like, I like salt and vinegar honey. <laughs> my favourite. Um, Emily, run away with me, all of that. And he's a photographer. Run away with run me. Run away with yeah, me. In those heels. Run away with <laughs> I don't run, darling. No, I'm sure. And he's a photographer, and we've had a look at his website, um, and he's offered to do a photo shoot with Emily. Well, uh, what sort of pictures? Well, what we want done, um, Graham, is we want one in the snow. Legs at funny angles, yeah. well over face. Can you do that, Graham? Yeah, you've got to get on with it, because there'll be no snow. Another couple of weeks, uh, spring will start to kick in. That's true, well, that's yeah. what she thought. 
Yeah. Got, got to get down in the snow. Oh, so oh I don't nice. know about that. Well, I'll give it some thought. I mean, I, I only do tasteful stuff, though, mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the way... Oh, if only you'd seen the way Emily had her arms folded as she sat down. <laughs> oh, I only do um, tasteful stuff. Oh, how lovely. It's like Les Dawson in Les a dress. Not, well, it's not every... I tell you, what I haven't had this year, thank goodness, is what, um, I, what I used to get come New Year is I used to get this idea just before, look about the 30th of December. I used to think, what if I really don't like being in the new year? If I don't like mm. the next year? And I feel oh. terribly trapped in it. Oh, I understand that. So I've sort of, this year I'm comfortable. And then suddenly a new year starts and I think, you know, it's a, so you get, do, no, 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 should all do. And halfway through the old Lang Syne, I'm thinking, I don't like this year. I feel, <laughs> I feel horribly estranged and I, need, I can't breathe. I can't breathe in this year. And then you've got like 365, or oh, 366 if you turn a leap. You've got all that if it's... Uh, and honestly, I used to get into a real fret about it. And you're like, you're like King Canute on the beach of time. You're like King Canute. <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> you mongoose. Yeah, I've told you. I won't have that. Yeah, I see him as more of a polecat. Absolute Radio. Saturday morning. Oh, it's good to hear that again, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Stephen Brilliant. Sutton has said that sounds like the soundtrack to a porn movie. That song you, that you just played. Yeah, well, Stephen Sutton would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, not the highest selling single um, of the decade, that song. No. But what was is. Um, that was fabulous. Oh, yeah. That was very <laughs> Titch Martian. That was Titch Martian. <laughs> you've spoiled it now. Sorry. You've, 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 you've a bunch of mongooses, the pair of you. <laughs> um, The highest selling single of the decade was Will <laughs> Young's. <laughs> Also, <laughs> oh, you just said you bunch of mongooses, the pair of you. Well, that doesn't make sense. Well, I don't know. Pair's always been... Anyway, okay. that was a mongoose impression I yeah. did there. Really? Is I don't know if you've heard... Like? You know when they wrestle an egg? When they wrestle an egg out of a nest? They roll on the stomach so it doesn't break. They, they go... You've never oh. seen that. When have you seen that? Yeah, do you not watch the Natural History programmes? No, I've got ladies' oh. programmes to watch. Anyway, Mo carry on, Karen. Mongoose rolling. Chris and Rosalie in are both call people mongooses as, as an insult. Do they? They feel, they feel very connected to us because of it. That's good. We've reached across the board. Um, Will, Will Young's song, Anything Is Possible Stroke Evergreen, was the highest-selling single of the decade. Controversial billing there. You see, I'd say Evergreen <laughs> was the main <laughs> thing. Really? Well, That's yeah. the song you, you think of with that single. I'd, well, it was well, a double-A double side. Yeah, but... What was on the other side? Um, the, it was Anything Is Possible. Oh, OK. You know Anything Is Possible. No, how does no. it go, that? How does it go? Anything is possible. We had this... This was the song we danced to at our wedding, me and Laura and I. I you said me and Laura, because <laughs> you were looking at me and I was thinking, I don't, I don't even remember dancing at, at our wedding. When was our wedding? Frank? <laughs> what? He had that as his song. What else did you have? Chico time? <laughs> well, <don't you? laughs> oh, my God, what sort of wedding was it? You mean the first song that you... That, that real romantic one, which is the beginning of your yeah. married life, that one. Well, you it's have I get a kick out of you song. or something. But he, what else did you have? T touch my bum, the cheeky <laughs> girls, I bet. That is... Anything is Possible is a very moving, beautiful song. I, I had um, touch my bum, the cheeky girls. <laughs> I actually led a homeless bloke into the uh, arena and I said, come on, touch my bum for luck. Because apparently it's quite lucky if you're such a homeless person and if you've ever tried it. <laughs> it's a very moving, beautiful song that meant a lot to... Laura thought it was apt. Anything is possible. <laughs> yeah. Just for me Well, if Laura though. chose it, I like it then. <laughs> if Laura chose yeah. it, you're allowed Laura, it. Laura chose it and I chose that that... You know, you have to choose your battles. <laughs> Not that I don't love the song. 
What would you have gone for? Um, Girls and Boys by Blur. Right. Oh, that would have been a bit God, sleazy the, for a wedding. The thing, I, the thing I regret more than anything else... <laughs> it's about being promiscuous in Greece or something. It's awful. I wouldn't, yeah. Um, the thing I regret more than anything else is not having KFC as our wedding food. Because we had a buffet and it wasn't up It's to good much. that you regret I, that more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, not, um, if you can lie on your deathbed and say that, you'll be a very happy man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I regret certain things about my own wedding. It. Our first dance was um, Love Me Tender by oh, Elvis Presley. Nice. Yeah. Ten nice. months later, it was all over. <laughs> Should have had Love Me for ten months. I don't think there is a song <laughs> called that. But no, what we did have, which was marvellous, is that we had uh, two DJs. We had a double DJ set up, you know, mm. two blokes. Very fat men. Nice, fat. And they had um, baseball hats on with hands like felt hands, and when they pulled <laughs> strings either side of their heads, that the hands clapped on their baseball hats. That sounds classy. That made, well, it was in um, West Bromwich, and it was uh, <laughs> yeah, that was anyway. I've, I think what I think mm. is I've read all these reviews of the decade, and they're all yeah. things like that top-selling single, favourite film. Uh, people should be a bit more inventive. They should have like yeah. weirder stuff. Like, my, my also my problem with the decade is I can basically remember back, back about a fortnight. <laughs> and I think, well, it's in the decade, it'll do. Like, if I, what would be good, like, weirdest advert, what would be a good category, for example? Oh, that's good. And weirdest advert, for me, would, have you seen these? They've suddenly appeared on the telly asking you to put your gold in an envelope. <laughs> sending it, well, if you, you do, that gold you've got in your cupboard, what the gold in my cupboard are you talking about? Send, send that in? What, the gold in my, yes, okay. And, and we'll send you some money for it. Yeah, I bet you will. Right. Uh, yeah. And they so, send you special gold, em- they se- e- special envelopes so everyone knows it's gold. Special envelope, yeah. And it, it's, called th- it's called stuff like your old gold. <laughs> and uh, we'll have that, one of the companies is called. Oh, we'll have that. <laughs> and I, that bloke who found the Anglo-Saxon gold in Scotland, what if he just put it into a jiffy bag? Oh, I know what to do with it. It's a incredibly odd send our gold. What do you mean? What, what is what is it when you send your gold to a company? I'm not sending my gold, my Tiffany Key necklace. He's not getting that. Yes, Tim- Timothy Key is the guest. <laughs> By the way, that was a fabulous link. I didn't see that coming at all. I'll tell you the ad I hate, Frank, is that... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no, let's Sorry. get back to this ad. What's yeah, the ad you like? Tell us ad. You know that? very well what I mean. That's the, There's a funny woman singing I think I that. heard a mongoose in here. What was that? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what that's for. Yeah, but it's not weird. It's an art, I mean... That's it. Send us your goal. Can he sense? Absolute radio. Now, um, so what we were thinking for a phone-in is that um, a more unusual category for something of the decade, mm. like Weirdest Advert or um, Worst <laughs> Animal-Based TV Show. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, right? That'd be all right. Because yeah, I'm sick good. of hearing about people's favourite film. and I mean, oh, shut up about it. So that's on 8, 12, 15. Just a category. You don't even have to name what it is. Yeah. But you can name what it is as well, obviously. Then you're joining in even more, which is lovely. We've had a few nice texts in as well regarding wedding songs. We're talking about Gareth, who had a rather unusual first dance song for his, yes. uh, his wedding. What was it again? Not unusual, it's beautiful. Okay. Anything is possible by Will Young. Okay. The mm. double A side with Evergreen. Do you know upside down my mouth looks exactly like Will Young's? I once noticed. Really? Yeah. 
Carry on. I hope I never have to test that out. <laughs> oh, blimey. Oh. Um, okay, so Clive Redfern says his pal had ma- the Match of the Day theme tune. Not at his first start, as his first dance, but as the happy couple turned after their kiss in church and came down the aisle. <laughs> That's marvellous. <laughs> oh, I quite like that. And we've also had a suggestion. How about David Bowie's Love You Till Tuesday as a first wedding song, Frank? For me? Dominic, yeah. Yes, well... well we can't go back and change what happened. No, we can't go back and change. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have got still got David Tennant's mattress in the, uh, in the back room at Absolute. Maybe that's got some time-travelling properties. <laughs> Mm. Like bed knobs and broomsticks or something. Yeah. So did that go in time? It did. How oh, strange. Oh, can, I, <laughs> can we edit? Oh, no, we're live. So, um, <laughs> you may remember, those of you who listen to the show regularly, yes, they exist, don't look at me like that. Um, they, um, you may remember that before, uh, well, actually it was on Boxing Day, mm. uh, Gareth began a story and we hadn't got time to finish it. So it's the first ever, I think, radio story which has gone over... Um, the obviously the serialised shows on Book at Bedtime and stuff like that, but um, and just in a show like this, so it, be- it began with a sort of strange tale of I think it was your grandparents, your cousin, your brother. Mm. So we were at my grandma's house. Okay, um, I was probably I, I think I must have been about eleven years old. I've got two brothers. Um, we were told if we were naughty one more time, we were not allowed to go and see our cousins before we went home to where we lived. Okay, um, and me and my brother Joel push my brother Josh out the tree. Okay. So we realised... Well, you never crossed... mentioned the fact you were in a tree. <laughs> that's quite an important bit of the story. You should have started with that. We're in this tree. You're some sort of mongoose. <laughs> yeah. The, the Richards have always lived in trees. Oh, I didn't um, know that. We pushed um, Joel out and we realised we'd been naughty. So, me and oh, my brother... What happened? How old high was this? Um, he didn't... He, he survived. It wasn't... Well, that's a, good news. It wasn't a very good How heartening. Tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What did you claim he was windfall? <laughs> One questioned about it. Well, um, and well, we didn't wait around to see the consequences. My grandma lives in Slough, and right. my cousins live in Windsor. And me and my brother decided we were going to run away to my cousin's house. And you have to walk along the relief road to get there. Well, you're not supposed to walk there, basically. And so we walked along what's basically the side of a motorway. Can I just come into apologise? I'm thinking exactly what you're thinking. (laughs) We've got a few more links left. I'll get through it. Um, we so you're, on your, you're on your way to Slough. <laughs> How long is it going to take you to get to Slough? <laughs> well, we have a series of adventures on the way. Well, I'll, let's hold it there, because I think we need to make this a cliffhanger. <laughs> so let me just a story so far. Be quicker to read that. the Odyssey. Exactly. Instead of the Oddity, which is what this has become. <laughs> so Gareth and his brother pushed Joel out of a tree. Was it Joel that fell out the tree? Yeah. And, 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 and he survived. And oh, no, off, Josh. Josh out the tree. Josh out the tree. And now they're, and now they're off to Slough. That's all you need to know. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We like to make listeners' dreams come true on this show, don't Speak we? Speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> um, Andy Nottingham has texted as Who? T- Andy from Nottingham. Oh, okay. You know. Um, I'd really like to hear Emily's niece review Rage Against the Machines Christmas number one. Is this possible? Well, anything Aww. is possible. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> to your wedding song. 
Yes. And I don't know if you remember Mimi. She's been on the show a couple of times. Yeah. She, she once reviewed The Fall. She did. She's and, my and fabulous name. Basically, I banned her after that. Aww. I didn't like her remarks. <laughs> but uh, So how old is Mimi? She's eight and a half. Okay. So we um, we spoke to Mimi. We got her to yeah. phone in. and uh, and, and te- So that your, your sister played Mimi the... Um, yes, Rage Against the Machine. It was Mimi's mum. Played exactly. her Rage Against the Machine. I'm hoping that she played the radio-friendly version. Um, I can't guarantee that. I oh. think she would have, though. I think she would. Yeah, okay. She's so a good th- this, this is Mimi's review of um, Rage Against the Machines um, in the name of. Hi, I'm Mimi, and this is what I think about Rage Against the Machines. I did like the song, but there were some things wrong with it. The singer was a bit angry and aggressive and shouty, <laughs> and I didn't really like that much. And he says the same words over and over again, and it's got to get a bit boring well his voice doesn't sound so that clear and he's more shouting than singing but i did like the song a bit yes very good i thought it was a brilliant review well done mimi summary i I wish you'd gone into the politics a bit more (laughs) because i think that's fairly crucial i had a mate tell me he got into the rage against machine so oh that's amazing they're really political and i was like well i'm not sure they've got any policies that are gonna you know, they're political, but I don't think they're the way f- forward. Also, they're about 64 now, aren't they? How old are these people now? <laughs> so, it's, it's Mimi seems very... How old is she again? She's eight and a half. Yeah, she seems very uh, very pertinent, very bright. Oh, she is. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, Frank. No, I've heard that. I don't know what it means, but I've heard <laughs> it. Apparently the brother doesn't fall that far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been apple a, tree. By the way, I think I've got something coming on, and if you've noticed today, but I'm a oh. bit... Um, I don't know if it's... I, last night it came upon me, and I thought, I'm going to have the flu. I'm going to have the swines tomorrow. I feel like I'm living in a strange dream. Mm-hmm. Those of you who think, oh, he feels a bit weird today, he sounds weird. Yeah, I, I'm really odd. I've, honestly, this is like Yellow Submarine. You know the cartoon, Yellow Submarine? <laughs> I know. With you two as the, the blue Can I give minions. you a nice back rub in the break? No. <laughs> um, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily and Gareth. It's January the 2nd. Normally, January the 2nd would be that day when it gets back to normal, which mm. I always look forward to over Christmas. I just want it all to stop and just be like a normal life doing things that are normal again. But because of the weekend, you know, it's dragged out. It's, it's still bank holiday, it feels like, today. Yeah, For a goodness bit. sake. Yeah. Can't stand that. <laughs> can't stand the stress of the whole thing. What stress? Oh, you know, the rows, the fallings. I had a... Oh, you know, 20 minutes into the new year, I had a row. Did you? Yeah, with my uh, my girlfriend's brother. Oh. No, that's wrong. My girlfriend's <laughs> sister's... Some bloke who was at the house. Well, your boyfriend, according to what you've been saying this morning. How many boyfriends have you got? Anyway, we had a big row. I mean, oh, dear God. My girlfriend, who'd gone to bed at this point, said to me, was everything all right last night? I heard shouting. Oh, dear. Uh, And I tried to tell her we were staged in a small, impromptu Ibsen (laughs) play. (laughs) But no. No, we had a big row about... uh, Well, it's a bit of a... It was whether or not there's a 13th row on aeroplanes. Oh, OK. Yeah. And I said I thought that many aeroplane companies didn't have one because mm-hmm. customers didn't want them to sit in the 13th row. The superstition. Yeah, I don't know quite what the superstition would be based on, the idea that something could happen to you in that row that wouldn't happen to the other people on the plane. Oh, because oh, I was in this plane crash, but it's probably because I was in the 13th row. <laughs> yeah, what about the other people that weren't in the 13th row but were also in the... Anyway... 
but we had. He said that they, that it was. You know, I'd made it up and it was rubbish. And then I pretended I was looking at some New Year greetings text, but really I was on my. You weren't iPhone. googling, were you? I was googling. Oh, you. And airplanes. Then I said, thing. "Well, maybe you'd like to read this. <laughs> <laughs> this might find this interesting." Continental Airlines. <laughs> Air Nippon, <laughs> Lufthansa, Air Malaysia. And I, ca- I continued along this, just rattling off. <laughs> but then it escalated because he said, "Oh, I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't say that, that, that no airline." And I said, "Well, no, you did say that because I got you to specify that because I knew I was going to look it up, so I wanted a precise statement that I could tear apart." <laughs> And then I said, so... It's not having a row with Rumpole. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, There was some Rumpole involved. (laughs) And then I said, oh, I mean, I got... got, It wasn't a good start to the year. And I said, you know, just admit you were wrong. And he said, okay, I was wrong. I said, now, doesn't that feel better? And he said, no, it doesn't, because I wasn't wrong. And then, of course, then it escalated. It got completely over. I'd already had an argument with my girlfriend just before New Year because she wouldn't hula hoop. (laughs) My girlfriend's sister so hula hoop. You're so demanding. Hoops. Yeah, but, you know... I what like... do you mean with an actual hula hoop? What do you think with? No, I, I, I wanted a hula hoop with a thing. burning Triumph Toledo. <laughs> so why did you want her to hula hoop? Well, because I, I have this thing. I see New Year's... Fetish when it, when, thing. When it actually becomes New Year, I see it as a bit like St Swithin's Day. You know, if it rains on St Swithin's Day, it rains for 40 days and 40 nights, right. apparently. Mm. Well, I always think if if New Year isn't perfect, if that moment of midnightness isn't absolutely perfect, it'll be a terrible year in which horrible I'm a bit thing. with you on that. So, um, my girlfriend's sister hula hooped and we videoed her, you know, she's quite good at it, and mm. then I hula hooped. That sounds and, a bit creepy. Well, I, oh, no, Why did you lovely. video her hula hooping? It's so weird. We could, so we could celebrate that we'd gone into the New Year in high spirits. Watching a lady hula hooping. <laughs> she's weird, not a lady. <laughs> she's my girlfriend's sister, for goodness sake. So... And then I hula hooped, and I must say, I hadn't hula hooped that well over the holiday up until that point. But once the video went on, I hula hooped like there was no tomorrow. That's all I needed was a bit of incentive. Um, but then I said to Kath, come on, we're all hula hooping. What fun we're having. Come on, Grace. She said, oh, no, I feel a bit sick. And I said, well, that's typical of you, isn't it? <laughs> I asked you to hula hoop, but oh, I feel a bit sick. I feel a bit sick. Why didn't you just hula hoop? And that oh. didn't go that well either. Absolute radio. So we are joined by Tim Key. Hello, Tim. Hello, Frank. Now, Tim uh, is... Uh, I'm going to call you Edinburgh Comedy Award-winning comedian. What about that? Don't mind that. In fact, I, uh, I presented Tim with that very award. Did you? Oh, was that you? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I, was, I remember on the day, actually, you, you walked straight past me and hugged your mate. Yeah. There, there was two of us. <laughs> there was two of us presented the award. He sort of took the award off me. Like, you know when you see runners in a marathon who grab water from the people at the side? It was like yeah, that. I really needed an award quickly before I hugged David. <laughs> I think you did, yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I got nothing, not even a handshake. So I was anyway, just overawed. Right, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I so, think you honestly did recognise me. We of get, course I recognise you. We get people <laughs> on the show. Me you were. <laughs> we get people on the show to settle scores. Tim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why people come on. Bank bears grudges. You just need to know. Do you want no, me to hug you? No, you were you were a very uh, you were a very popular winner, Tim, and it was uh, you brought the house down. I remember. Has it changed your life winning that award? Um, no, no, not really. Really? What? It's to be honest, it really. I mean, it's a bit of a cliche, but it really hasn't sunk in. I was thinking about it yesterday, and because uh, it's New Year, yeah. so I was thinking about it, and it is. It, I still am quite um, sort of um, quite staggered by it, really. Because it, it is like for for a British comic, it's a bit like winning an Oscar, isn't it? It is amazing. It is, yeah. It's it's really amazing. I don't. Did it change your life? You won it, didn't you? I think it changed it uh, uh, a bit. <laughs> 
No, he was I was able did. to pull a bit more. Yeah, I was oh, able to pull. Yeah, I used I used the trophy as a lure. Yeah, yeah I do that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When I won it, so it's a Perrier Award. It used to be. Uh, it was like a. It got more publicity, I think, because of the sponsorship. But this year, it got a lot of publicity because it hadn't got any sponsorship. Yeah, this year it felt like it was they'd sort of thought quite quite hard about the publicity side of things. Yeah, so like it, they had the, the awards was in the afternoon and stuff, so they could make all the papers and things ah. like that. It was quite a good, quite a good one to win. I mean, and it's I, not a bad one to win, is there? But I thought you won the the, the pure version because there was no sponsors involved. It was, yeah, on, I it was all that. tarnished. I by certainly think. Yeah, I think it's probably the best award yet, isn't it? The one that I won. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think cer- certainly the best yeah. one in, in that Yours decade. Yours was so commercial. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was, actually. <laughs> yes, I, I was carried around Edinburgh by Cathy Lloyd, the yes. former <laughs> Page 3 girl. <laughs> I'm surprised you accepted it. I would have thought you would have declined. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in those days, yeah. I, need, I needed the help. So, anyway, <laughs> it was a great... So, congratulations. On that. I didn't get a chance to congratulate on the day because you were... Uh, I, I ran me. off. <laughs> <laughs> But that's all right. <laughs> so, uh, so, Timmy, you have a, a book out. Yep. Now, I should explain, uh, there might be people listening who don't know your work. There might well him. be quite a few. How, how would you, if, if, you had to, if I was an alien who landed, um, which mm. I seem to remember, Big you if. looked at me like I was, <laughs> and I gave you a <laughs> <laughs> Have you been sort of... Have you had a quite difficult four months since then? Oh, just people, worrying people about keep it. saying to me, God, that was terrible what Tim Key did. I said, I think it was an accident. It just played. <laughs> oh, it looked like a deliberate snob meow. <laughs> no, so, um, if, if someone said, so what do you do, Tim? Because you're not the normal stand-up comic, this is what I'm, I'm getting at. No, 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 I'm not a stand-up comic at all, I don't think. I basically, um, yeah, quite weird, actually, to win the award, because really I sort of do poetry. And um, that's, I kind of do offbeat, idiosyncratic poems and then sort of um while i'm doing they're quite poor and then while i'm doing them i sort of commentate on them and uh, talk around them and stuff like that and sometimes that veers slightly in to um to stand up you know i do make the old wry observation or joke <laughs> <laughs> just, just to make sure i definitely won that award <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly. laughs> that's what they want they don't want too many jokes they want the odd one yeah but, but some... no i don't do like i i've didn't like you did loads and loads of stand-up didn't you and then just uh or was it? How long had you done stand-up for before you won? I think I start. I did my first gig at the end of '87, and I won the award in '91. So yeah, but I did, I'd been doing the clubs. Yeah, and I didn't do the clubs at all. Like I, I, I basically have just done um, about four clubs over the last uh, seven years, but done them a lot and done them for no money and sort of worked out. I've just been working up Edinburgh shows really. You're an artist, Tim. That's what you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so- no, I'm not an artist. I just was never asked to do a gig where people gave me money. Okay, fair enough. But I still quite like, I like, like the idea artist. of performing, so I'd sort of go along and do things for no money, and uh, yeah, kind of work out. I like. I, I've, this is my. I went to Edinburgh in 2001, so I've done quite a lot of Edinburgh shows. So um, yeah, but I didn't kind of do the whole circuit and things like that. Yeah, though I must say, on, on the day, uh, as I say, when, I, when we announced the winner, it got raw. I got like. I sent you with the favourite in the room. Do you know what I mean? There was love in the room. Well, um... Don't was... deny it, Tim. There was love. <laughs> oh, I'm not about to deny it. OK. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the, the thing about winning it was, um... Uh, it was really nice to win it, but that was the main... The, the most humbling thing was that, uh, yeah, people were really, really nice about it. And, um, a, main, a, a lot of comedians were. And that's kind of my slight regret about... Because I, I didn't... You don't like to write a speech. 
for when you win the award because um, there's always a chance that you might not win it. So I didn't write a speech. You can but... always recycle next yeah. time you win something. <laughs> yeah. Always write a speech, love. Yeah, I should recycle, yeah. Oh. But um, I, cu- I, I just regret not, not sort of... The, the one thing I, I meant to do, I think, was to thank like comedians for coming and watching my show because it's really nice when other comedians come and watch your show and... Uh, are nice about your show and things because you know everyone's sort of yeah, just we, focusing on their stuff. You could, you could have started by thanking me for handing <laughs> over the award. <laughs> <or so. laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Tim Key's our guest this morning. Now, Tim, we mentioned that you have a book out. Yep. Tell, tell us a bit about about the book. <clears throat> there it is. Well, that's not going to work on radio. <laughs> is it not? No, you're going to have to tell us. You're going to have to describe it. Paint your word pictures, you crazy poet man. OK. It's a sort of um, aubergine-coloured affair. Oh, well. <laughs> you can't, one thing you can't judge a book by, I find. Is the colour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got a rubbish cover, but don't worry about that. Inside is, um, yeah, art, basically. It's absolutely ideal. It's sort of a... It's a I did a book a couple of years ago, which was uh, poetry, and then... As the, as it went through, it kind of um, subsided into kind of nonsense, and the poem sort of became less and less, and it kind of lost its way during the book. And I had like lots of footnotes and sort of discussed this problem. And this one <laughs> sort of starts where that one left off, so it's already lost its way when you start. And it's it's kind of a just a selection of nonsense ideas, just uh, not even really knitted together properly. But I've got a designer who designs it, make it makes it look nice. And hopefully that sort of papers over the cracks slightly. And uh... you know you should go into sales, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were reading the book only this morning and laughing out loud. Oh, so good. I think you've—it's—it's uh, it's much better than Tim suggests it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's chaotic. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's chaotic. Exactly. It's, <clears throat> basically, the way it was written was while I was doing other stuff. Uh, this was kind of my thing where, if you have like deadlines, boring deadlines that you have to meet and stuff like that. This was my one thing where I could just sort of go to the pub just for an hour, have a pint, and just write one thing, and did that over about eighteen months. So, so you wrote in the pub? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But on a fr- or, or a disco, anywhere. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a rave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever have one of those pens with a small torch in the end? So yeah. Write in a rave. Yeah. So no, I'm fascinated. You know these blokes who read in pubs? I don't mean yeah. the newspaper, the blokes who bring a novel into mm. the pub, and I'm always Just, fascinated. Well, that might be me. I'm trying to think. Have yeah. you ever read a novel in a pub? No. Of course That's not. That's weird <laughs> reading in a pub. Oh, it I is. Hence that Morrissey song, Novel in a pub, I know. I no, know. I don't think I'm a novel in a pub type person. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. But so writing write in a pub, poem. I quite like writing in a pub, or writing in a cafe. Well, i.e. Houseman. I'll go on. Um, A.E. Houseman. That's my A.E. Houseman alarm. (laughs) Are you sure you want to talk about A.E. Houseman? Yeah, whenever we mention him, uh, there's a very, very very brief news item. um, uh, Unrelated. Uh, Once once you've mentioned him the first time on that show, I'll try it again. A.E. Houseman. It's all right now. Yeah, it's okay. Just that first one. Broken the back of it. Yeah, it always shakes me up a bit. I forgot (laughs) I hadn't hadn't pressed the... uh... It sets off all sorts of procedures here. Whenever we say A.E. Houseman, it goes into an emergency code. You're all saying it now. But Anyway, yeah, it's all right. We've got the first one out of the way. Don't worry. Um, he used to, you know, he's this Shropshire poet. He used to go to the pub, and he used to have about three or four pints. And then on the walk back, he said he, it, the stanzas would just drop out of him wow. just from the beer. Yeah. So, uh, are, you, are yeah, you inspired by beer? No, I'm not <laughs> inspired by A.E. Houseman. I kind of um... beer, not A.E. Houseman. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, don't misunderstand me. I don't sort of go and get hammered and then... Oh, no, I never suggested that for a second to. It's just like, quite nice sometimes just to have like a, a nice sort of um, pint in a pub and write a bit of nonsense. But do people come over and say, what are you writing, mate? Uh, that can happen, yep. I, I'm honest about it. I'm writing this. <laughs> <laughs> writing a book. <laughs> There's no shame in it. (laughs) No, no, it's a lovely thing to say. Absolute Radio. Tim Key is with us. Tim Key has just told us about his book, but he didn't tell us what it was called. No, no, I'm going to tell you now. Go on. It's called Instructions, Guidelines, Tutelage, Suggestions, Other Suggestions and Examples, etc. An attempted book by Tim Key and Descriptions, Conversations and a piece about a moth. Okay. I like the fact that you had to read that from the front of the book. You <laughs> yeah. haven't even memorised it yourself. <laughs> no, I'm not memorising it. Just go in and say, have you got any books by Tim Key? And yeah. It's the well, they won't have that. One. The best way to do it, actually, is to get it off the internet. Okay. Um, it's not one of those books that sort of um, uh, you can get in a bookshop. <laughs> oh, one of those books? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Frank's very familiar with those. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, off the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, can I say the website? Yeah, say the oh, website. It's too. called The Invisible Dot. Dot com, or if you just Google the invisible dot, you'll okay. be able to find it. But you do uh, have to put a dot in; the dot's not invisible. Uh, it's really, yeah. I was just having okay. this discussion just now with someone from the invisible dot who said you must make sure you say it quite clearly. Mm. So um, any kind of conversation like this is absolutely ideal for him. Yeah, yeah. It's the, <laughs> the, the invisible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great for your listeners, but he's going to be rubbing his hands with glee. Well, those listeners that want to find your book will be glad that they've established this on the invisible. Oh uh, yeah. Invisible not. Invisible not. Oh uh, yeah. That's the other thing. You can just write invisible. Not yeah. <laughs> anything. Just write anything. You'll probably find it. Okay. You'll just, yeah. I think look up Tim K. That's my advice. Yeah. That's not so, a bad idea. And also, if they want to see you live, Tim, you're, it's, it's you're the around same website. They can do that. Yeah. That I'm doing my uh, Edinburgh show, the Slutcracker, at the Soho Theatre in February, right. February the 9th I just just look and see if you can say that. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for two weeks, in uh, February the 9th, for two weeks at the Soho Theatre, and you get the tickets. At, uh, no, maybe... There's definitely a link to it on The Invisible oh, Dot. Be, I will link. go to yeah. that. Oh, The Invisible we... Dot this, The Invisible <laughs> Dot that. Well, it's got, sort like, of it's an episode of though, Treasure yeah. Island. <laughs> yeah. Shall we go to that as, an, as a works outing? Yeah, that, I love yes. a works outing. I that... couldn't get in in Edinburgh. I tried oh, really? to see you. Oh, oh God, all the old grudges are coming yeah, and I didn't like that thing you set up now. <laughs> now, I noticed from your MySpace list of likes... Oh, yeah. ..that you like... Um, there's a Ukrainian hula girl that you like. Oh, yeah. Now... Oh, he's uh, obsessed by hula hooping. I've become very obsessed with hula... I think oh, hula I've become obsessed with it slightly. In fact, the last thing I did before I came here, when you were talking about that, is write um, a note saying, buy a hula hoop. I've been meaning to do that. Yeah, but, Tim, did you shout at your family on New Year's Eve because they wouldn't hula hoop? No. no. I didn't shout at my family. No, but that doesn't... That, I mean, that, that doesn't come with every hula hoop. <laughs> That's if you have to cross me with a hula hoop. In fact, if I stand next to a hula hoop, I do look like I'm in a Venn diagram. <laughs> And that's one of the best yeah. things about it. If you have two, you can put your friends into Venn diagrams and yeah. various other items that you own and stuff. Yeah, I well, I'd well, recommend I'm, it. I'm not ready for two yet. No, no, no. But um, this Ukrainian hula girl, um, she was in a, a thing called The Clique. I saw some... that show, yeah. Yeah, and, but, but they changed the lineups. Did you see it with the girl in with the hula hoop? Well, I've seen a couple of hula hoopers. It's about hoopers. three years ago. Oh, okay. oh, there's another one called Kalki, the hula yes, girl. Yes, I've, I've, oh, I've worked with Kalki. Yeah, I've worked with Kalki. Yes. I, what, what did you work with Kalki on? Uh, well, I do a thing called the Credit Crunch oh, yeah. Cabaret, and she was on that. Yeah. Oh, I saw her yeah, on that, that yeah. yeah. She came and knocked on my dressing room door, I remember, and said... Uh, we don't know, wish to know no, the no, end of this like anecdote. That. She <laughs> said, do you know where I'm supposed to get chains? And I thought, well, did you see the star on the door? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, and I said, no, I have no idea. I did know, yeah. but I thought, I'm not, I'm not going down she, that road. Um, she did the book launch for my book. She, did she? Yeah, it was just me and uh, Basden and, um, and her. She did, her. she did her act. She's excellent. I love her. She's what, brilliant. just the three of you in a room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, me, Sounds I was highly just, irregular. I just launched my book for her and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you need plenty of room when you're hula hooping. That's why I've sold two. <laughs> Are you selling hula hoops on the invisible? Oh yeah, you get a hula hoop free <laughs> with, with every book. You get a hula hoop. Well, we, we bought a hula hoop from the uh, from the supermarket, and it's in a little box like that. I thought, where on earth? Oh. And it came out in sections. Is it self assembly then? I know, but it's very good. It's only about mm. fifteen quid. <laughs> oh, yeah. from which supermarket? You cannot say. I don't even say what supermarket. Can you mouth it? I can. Uh, I could if I could remember it. <laughs> but if I just go. Oh, uh, You'll yeah. be polite and think <laughs> you yeah. got it. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Got it. But oh, hula hooping, it's, it's the thing for 2010. That, yeah, I really want to really get more into well, it. I've been meaning to do that. Yeah, I'm thinking we, well, we could do a charity. We could do a sport relief. We've got every absolute listener lined up somewhere on Hampstead Heath hula hooping. That'd be brilliant. Let's do that. Yeah, okay. You, you're with me on that, too? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. well, I don't want to yeah. put you into a corner on air, as it were. <laughs> so go and see uh, Tim's show at the Soho Theatre starting... 9th of February. 9th of Feb. Um, buy his book, um, which is the longest title ever. Do you want to say it again? No, don't say it again. It's, t- it's Tim Key's book. You'll yeah, be able to... You'll yeah. track it down. And uh, and that's it. Tim, it's been lovely having you on. It's been lovely to see you. Thanks for having me. Oh, Sorry yeah, for I, snubbing you. Um, well, I think the wound is healed. It seems healed. You seem a lot happier about it. Yeah, I think I started off in... Well, well. That's what he does, he'll pretend, but really he'll be moaning about you when no, you leave. No, no, I'm feeling better. <laughs> I have, my memory of Tim now is, is this like, jovial chap, you know, oh. on the show chatting. and yeah. It's not that chap that just walked past me like I was dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Did I spit on you? I can't remember what I, I spat. I don't think it's not deliberately, no. <laughs> You were, you were goshing from virtually every office. <laughs> Tim Key. Absolute Radio. Florence and the Machine. Yes. And um, she's been on a lot over mm. Christmas. Insert your own montage of the year yeah. over this track. Yes. That's, More... It's gone the same way as Let Me Entertain You. <laughs> More overexposed than David Tennant, who has been very overexposed, I have to say. Apparently he's been on the BBC 75 times this Christmas, and that doesn't include when he rides the TARDIS pulled by um, reindeer in that advert. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he was good in Hamlet, though. Mm. He was very good. I I remember I was I, I used to be a teacher at one time. I mean, not a proper qualified teacher, mm. but I, I used to just turn up at people's houses. <laughs> and, now, I used to teach at the College of FE, and I, I was teaching Hamlet as a, for A-level English. And uh, I bet you've been quite a good teacher. Thanks. And I got involved um, in a car accident. I pulled. I basically pulled out in front of somebody, mm. and uh, we had a car crash. And it became apparent um, that he he wasn't insured. This bloke. But I remember I said, "Look, I couldn't help. I only pulled out a little bit. You sort of sw- swerved. You saw him swerve. You pulled out right in front of me." And his wife, who was sitting in the car, wound down the window. She said, "He's right. You um, <laughs> you did you did pull out in in front of him." And I'd just been teaching Hamlet, and I said, oh, how all, in- how all occasions do inform against me. <laughs> and uh, he said, look, there's no need to inform anybody. <laughs> it's a very strange, mixed-up Shakespeare and normal conversation experience. Anyway, so that's what, yeah, that's what Can I'm I read about. out a text, which I think shows me in a very good light that I'm prepared to read this text out? OK. Really enjoy your eclectic playlist, Frank. Believe well, it or not... eclectic. Mm. Believe it or not, grumbling Emily, people tune into Absolute to not have to listen to the usual mainstream garbage, and I'm now a Fall fan thanks to this show. Postman Paul Belfast. That is the best. What a start to the... (laughs) 
That makes me so happy. Another fall fan. I think if if, if you could make a new fall fan every day, yeah. you would turn this country into a much, much better place. Well, there you go, Postman Paul. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. Not often I say that. No. Can we tape? Can we (laughs) get me that for a jingle? (laughs) Now, uh, as you know, we started Garrett's endless story of his childhood recently. Oh, we're going to make that. Yeah, we're going to do a bit every week, I think. I think it's going to be like the mouse trap. Where is he now? Are you in Slough? Just so I know. No, we're on the way. We're still on. No, we're going to Windsor from oh, Windsor. Oh, oh, God, oh Windsor, that's a bit nicer. So, okay, so he's pushed his brother out of a tree and now he's on his way to Windsor with his other, his surviving brother. <laughs> if you get yourself an A to Z of the Windsor Slough area, you can follow our route on the map. I think they'll put a map on the Absolute okay, website with the, with the tree. Tree, you know. Be like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, Taz with children being pushed out of trees. Yeah. That's absolutely dreadful. I'm. Um, what about this? I'm. I'm drawing the fourth round of the FA Cup. You're tomorrow. not. I am. <gasps> Do you get to hold the silky bag? I get to hold the silky bag and <gasps> don't say a thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yes, I get to. I get to. I get to pull the, the balls. Where out. is it, wow. Gareth? I'm telling you. Can I come and watch you with the silky bag? You can't come and watch me. It's for boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me and Paul Elliot are gonna. We're gonna draw I'm coming the fourth to watch round it. of the FA. I mean, um, that means every time I take a ball out of that. That bag, it mean, that will mean that people will have to travel from Portsmouth <gasps> to Sunderland, they'll have to book babysitters, hire cars, get their coach tickets. Footballers will have to be driven to stay at certain hotels just because of the ball I pulled out the bag. At last, I'm running <laughs> the world! <laughs> 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 OK, so look, it's been, uh, it's been a lovely... Uh, Lovely show. It's been an odd show. I'll be, I'll, to be honest, I'll be absolutely straight. I think I'm funnier at eight o'clock than I am. Why at do 10. you say that? Put a downer on it when we've had a really nice time. By the oh. way, whatever you're wearing tomorrow for the draw, don't wear that. Thanks very much. <laughs> I'm just going to wear a very large velvet bag. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be sort of in fitting, isn't it? And what I put in it will be my business. Absolute Radio. So that was the show, and uh, it was actually much, much better than I, I thought. Mm, yeah. it, was, it was, in fact, it was brilliant. <laughs> uh, so that's great, and uh, and now we've got our special uh, bonus bit, and this is uh, can can I set up a new reader star here? Bit? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. The story so far. Yeah, I mean, I know you've just heard this in the podcast, but just in very brief terms, Gareth and his two brothers in a tree when they were children. Gareth and his brother Joel. Push the other brother. Josh, no, me and... Oh, yes, no, that is right. Oh, oh God. Oh, I've ruined it already. <laughs> yes. Two of the brothers, including Gareth, push the other brother out the tree. When they realise their terrible crime, they run away, walking over his, all, his still simpering body, and head towards Windsor. Yes. There's somewhere near Slough, possibly an industrial estate, I don't know, but yes. that's the location. And Windsor is your grand's house, yeah? Yes, no, cousin's house in Windsor. No, that's the Queen. That's my, the grand who's got a house at Windsor. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, I forgot that. My grand lived in Slough. Yeah, you're okay. always close to an industrial estate. OK, so yeah. as you join us, Gareth and his brother are running down a dirt track. <laughs> Behind them is the fallen brother calling for help. Ahead of them, the cousin's house. Well, the really big problem with this journey was that you have to walk along the relief road, which is quite a busy road. It's basically like a motorway where there isn't a path. Mm. You're not supposed to walk along. So it was two young boys walking along the side of a very busy road. I'm surprised nobody called the police or something. Well, maybe they did. 
And the police said, oh, <laughs> sorry, we're, we're dealing with these kids fell out of a tree. <laughs> you know? I mean, we're in Slough. We don't have that, what, those kind of resources. Let them walk. Um, and we, it was one of those things where it seemed like such a good idea, but I guess it's a bit like to... high rise housing. Yeah, that sort of thing um, where it dawns on me that, you know, is there a happy ending to this story? Because my parents are going to get worried when I arrive at my cousin's house. It's probably not going to be the welcome I'm expecting. Mm. We're not going to be held as heroes. And I was the older brother as well. So we're, basically when we got there. We were met by shock and confusion. I mean, personally, I'll be happy if there's an ending of any kind. <laughs> Where are we now? On the central reservation somewhere? Well, let's... No, let's... we've arrived at the Cousins. No, oh, we're, where do the Cousins yeah, live? Um, they live in Windsor. Nice house. We've got to symbolise... Yeah, right. you know, since this is a radio play, you'd symbolise Windsor in some way, would you? Oh, Sid! <laughs> there you go. It's pie... Um, nice house. How many bedrooms? I think it was a three-bedroomed house. Nice, done well for themselves. Yeah, yeah. they moved okay. somewhere. Nice so you there. arrived. Yeah, yeah, and, um, they... and someone phoned ahead. The other brother I was think... lying at the trunk. I can't remember if they'd phoned ahead or if they were just surprised. Didn't know where we were going, but my mum and dad were very worried. Mm. I was the older brother, so I was responsible, and I'd led I'd led Joel astray. Yeah. I got into the majority of the trouble. I think it's the naughtiest thing I've ever done. Really, I think that was, that was and, it. And the fallen brother, did he break anything? Or um, he was in physio for some years. <laughs> no, he was fine. Some children I found reckon. him, and they put a string through him, <laughs> and uh, hit some other fallen children. You know. Sir, Sir Isaac Newton. Um, he fell on Sir Isaac Newton. Oh, around good. what had happened. Well, there you go. Every cloud. What would? What, what do you think your most naughty ever moment? Can I just establish? Is the anecdote over? Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> I wish I had some music to hand, but um, I can't. What about... <laughs> yeah, that's the naughtiest thing you ever did, was push your brother out of a tree. It's not very like you. You seem a gentle person. Yeah. Well, it wasn't so much the pushing the brother out of the tree. No one cared about that, really. Oh. It was um, it was the straw that broke the camel's back of a, of a bigger naughtiness, but the taking my younger brother along the side of a very busy road. And how old was the younger brother? Way. Probably a couple of miles. He, I reckon I was about ten. Joel's probably um, seven or eight. Oh, okay. Nine, maybe. Yeah, you overstepped the mark. I don't think there's any question about that. I, uh, what I did is I had uh, the next door neighbour's um, daughter, who was about oh, four. Oh, I don't like the sound of this. Was uh, it, well, it's not what you think. <laughs> she was standing. We used to have these what we used to call palings, which was like you know they're sort of sticks joined by wire that makes a fence. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely to, not. We what? never had anything of the sort. Who used to be in Monty Python? <laughs> sticks joined by wire. Who used to be in Monty Python? <laughs> anyway, it was a, it was a council house, so we had this yeah. fence in between the houses, in the, between the gardens, and this <laughs> this girl from uh, next door stood on the fence, and I I was about five, yeah. and I said, get off the fence. And she said, "No, it's our fence as well." I said, "No, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's our fence." And she said, "No, because it's, it's both our gardens." So I picked up um, what we used to call a half ender, which is an enormous brick, and I stood about three feet away from her and threw it at her face. Hang. <gasps> and there was a terrible explosion of blood, and she <gasps> fell off the fence, started screaming. I started screaming in a terrible panic, and. Um, Boy, did I get into trouble. 
And I thought I could have killed her. And had I have killed her when I was five, that would have changed. I don't know if Absolute would employ me now if I'd killed <laughs> someone when I was five. Probably I don't. I think that goes beyond naughty. I think that's borderline. Um, good day to you all. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.